0: This is November third, and this is the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. I hope you guys are having a great day, staying sane. It's election day here in the United States, uh, once every four years for the president, and very interesting day, very interesting day. And on this uh, episode of the podcast, it's me and Connor Ryan which will be happening more regularly. Um, we're not going to get into politics. We keep it. We actually, uh, we our we, uh, we, we obviously gave our, um, our condolences and our thoughts uh, about Travis Roy and his very unfortunate passing this past week. But uh, a lot of the podcast is spent on some good stuff, the 2019-20 uh, uh, NHL season with the Bruins and how they did. And we reminisce on the good times, the funny times. So hopefully this podcast can sort of be a uh, little distraction from all the chaos that will come from today being Tuesday and the week, the days following it. Cause we don't know when we're going to get the election results, whether it be Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, days later, probably. I think uh, there's some States that uh, count votes later. So uh, these next few days are going to be crazy. And hopefully the, the next uh, 30 minutes or so can sort of be, uh, you know, relaxing kind of a break from everything. Uh, obviously go vote, you know, definitely do that. Hopefully you're listening on your way to voting now. Uh, but. Definitely, uh, we kind of wanted this, or at least I wanted this to sort of be a little bit of a distraction uh, from everything going on and you can kind of separate from politics for a bit, because I know the next few days are going to be heavy with it. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of Bruins news to cover. I wish there was. Uh, you're, you're always hoping, normally there would be. I, every week I'll say that. Normally there'd be a lot of Bruins news, but not a lot of Bruins news this week. Uh, but still a really fun, really good episode. Where, there were a lot of things Connor brought up that I was like, oh my God, that happened last year? Like, oh my God. Um, but nevertheless, that is the case. The 2019-20 uh, Bruin season, we reviewed and we talked about and our f- favorite moments and everything. So, uh, but before we get into the episode, NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. And you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at bet online. No matter how schedules change or players that play bet online is going to be the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online. Head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great mid season bonuses, offers and contests bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also, and I said this in the actual show, you can bet on uh, politics and you've been able to, but, you know to maybe if you want to make the election more fun if you hate both candidates if you love one of them and really want them to win or you want to set up a scenario where if you really like one but hate the other you vote on the or you bet on the one that you hate so then if they win you can be like well i hate them but at least i want some money uh, i don't know but uh, definitely do that uh, it's a fun time they also have the uh, 2024 presidential odds which is crazy i think charlie baker's on there Deval patrick's on there um Mark Cuban's on there. There's a lot of crazy people on there. Uh, you know, so uh, go do that. Go to online today and do all that. Or if you want to just stick to sports and bet on football and, well, just football, go for it. Go for it. It's your life. You make your decisions, okay? Then we're, we're a free society. Um, so without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. <music> And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up,
1: Evan? It's uh, the sun is setting at four o'clock now. We have the dread of the election uh, at our doorstep now. Uh, other than that, all those things, I'm doing swell. How are you doing?
0: Good. It's funny. Dark days are upon us. I was leaving Home Depot with my friends earlier, uh, and I said to them, "I was like, it was. We walked out, and I said, you know, you'd think it was like you know six thirty, seven o'clock.'" sun is setting. It's a beautiful sunset. But I looked at my phone. I said, nope, boys. It's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And it sets before that. We've gone back an hour. So it sets before that. Sunday was like the longest day in history every year. That day feels so long. So it is nice to have that extra hour. But, oh, my God. this These early sunsets are horrible. Horrible. I hate them.
1: It's usually better if you had, you know, hockey or something or a regular, uh, you know, schedule that we're all used to in october and november to, to get used to it but uh we're in kind of just a waiting zone right here so you all you, all you really have is just to be miserable with seasonal depression and all that fun stuff
0: yes there's a lot we said that last episode i mean the other thing is like i think governor baker imposed a uh stay-at-home order again i believe uh for 10 p.m to like 5:30 a.m or something so we can't even go out to places and you know celebrate or have fun or you know try to mm-hmm. you know get away from the sorrows of the real world mm-hmm. so we got that to as well but you know what you listeners you beat heads have bruins beat so that's okay there you, you go know, you, this we're doing is your we can yeah. have a drink sit back you know if, unless you're driving then don't yes um, maybe pull over and have mm-hmm. a sip of coffee don't don't drink as you drive we don't advocate for that mm-hmm. um but that's sort of where we're at in the world speaking of sorrows and horrible things that have happened uh, this year and most recently travis roy dying last week um absolutely horrendous um horrific news i know obviously he's from bu you went to bu connor for people who don't know mm-hmm. um did you get to interact with him did you interview him i mean did you have any interactions with him at all
1: um just kind of i was able to i was lucky enough to be able to um attend a few of his uh Speeches that he gave at BU and he would occasionally do one, uh, every once in a while to, uh, kind of so many different groups. I, I think the one I went to was just like a general, uh, kind of just like auditorium. Anyone could go if they wanted to. And that's kind of a, you know, anyone who's known Travis or, or, you know, knows his story knows that, you know, he spent the last, you know, 25 years pretty much doing what he can just to get the word out to, you know, raise money in support of uh, research going into spinal cord injuries. To um, you know, discuss his story. Um, you know, he was, you know, gave uh, motiv- motivational speeches. Um, I mean, you you look at read his story, and as you know, horrific as it is. Um, and you know, for a guy like him that has a, a situation like that, a career with so much promise. Um, to end. In a, a way like that, and to not one just to be able to have a situation like that and just fight through it and, and move on and, and do that. But not only that, but I think kind of the what I think makes him remarkable and something that like if I was in that spot I wouldn't be able to do is just to not be so you know friggin' like bitter at the world at everyone to be dealt a hand like that and to instead you know, channel that towards all this good that he was able to do, all this awareness he was able to raise. I mean, he has an injury like that. He's back at BU the next year pursuing his degree and starts his, you know, the Travis Roy Foundation that same year. Like it wasn't like he, you know, graduated college and then was like, all right, well, what what can I do? Like less than a year after being dealt a hand like that, he's putting in the work to help others, um, which I think is just a testament to, everything you need to know about Travis Roy. So, um, again, just uh, a <clears throat> tragic news, uh, that he passed away at, at such a young age, but, um, I mean, you, you, I think many people around new England, um, know his story, um, know all that he kind of fought for. Um, and, I mean, just what a, what a legacy to, to leave, you know, uh, a, a kid like that who kind of had it all, um, you know, it, dealt a horrible hand and then, you know, leaves a legacy that meant a lot more than anything he could have do on the, uh, you know, in the hockey rink, right? I mean, just an incredible person, an uh, incredible human. And, um, you know, he's, he's going to be missed because, um, you know, the legacy he left is awfully impressive.
0: Lived a remarkable life. I uh, just, I mean, every, every way you draw it, just a remarkable life. Um, and to have, as you said, to have that kind of impact, in that situation. I mean, you know, obviously a huge impact on people, you know, like us and 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 all that. But you just look at also for people who were in that same situation that Travis was in, giving hope to families, you know, uh, you know, talking to them, helping them through it as well. I mean, you look at that and just the, the impact he had on them alone as well as us. So um gonna be missed. Incredible life. Um deserves to obviously never be forgotten. Won't be forgotten. He will be. Totally. He will live in Boston and 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 the rest of the world's uh, legacy and uh, BU. You know, places lit up the. I think, was it the Prudential Building yeah, lit the up crew. blue and white for, yeah, uh, City Hall. for for Travis. Yeah. So, so there, obviously, you know, just the impact he had was incredible. That's really the word. It was impact. Or mm-hmm. A life of remarkable impact. Um, and you know, he will be missed dearly. Uh, and just a just a great person. I mean, there's really you. There's so much good you can say about about Travis Roy. Yeah. I mean, just incredible impact. Um, but again, just another example of how bad 2020 just keeps on getting. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like, Oh my God. Um, and that was unexpected, right? That this was not, or yeah, I hadn't seen was, anything about it at least maybe to his family it was expected, but it, yeah, it I, mean, I believe it was,
1: public. I believe it was complication. So I don't think it was something that was, you know, it obviously had was impacted by, you know, his accident that he had many years ago it led to it, but it wasn't like a, a thing that was, you know, a couple years out or anything like that. So, I mean, just all around, just tragic.
0: Yes. Tragic is the right word. Um, So we're going to shift gears a little bit to something more positive. Uh, we know that this is election day is today, Tuesday, and we might not know the results until later in the week. We might not know until next week. We might know Wednesday morning, who knows. Uh, But I figure instead of sitting here and, you know, hashing out, I don't know, random stuff. I, said, let's, I, thought, let's, I, thought, I thought we were
1: going to do an electoral college map. I already filled mine
0: <laughs> out. So. I'll, I guess I'll save that.
1: I'll save that for the political pod I also run. So
0: Yeah, save that for, uh, yeah, save that for Polk the bear political mm-hmm. podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, as everyone knows, save that for, for later. I, I, you know what? I, I procrastinate. I haven't made my electoral college map yet um, at all. What's funny though is with betonline.eg, the sponsor of this podcast, uh, I am going to be betting on the election. They have bet, this is, I, I, I don't have a script in front of me or anything. I'm gonna be betting on the election because I think that's a way to make it more fun, make it more like, oh, I can be, you know, let's see Mm -hmm. what happens. Uh let's lose my money and have the person I don't want to get in. (laughs) But so be it.
1: Um Do they uh, have like the prop bets like if uh someone like pulls Gatorade over the the winner or anything like that? Like they do some school?
0: I don't think they have that, but they do have the twenty twenty four election odds, which I find hilarious. Like that is very early uh, odds to pick people. So uh but they all have that. I'm going to be doing it. I think you guys should do it as well. Uh, makes it a little more fun until you lose your money. But it's okay. You'll have fun. Uh, and I don't think you will because you guys uh, are smart people. You're at the right thing, I guess. Um, so we're going to have fun with this. We're going to remember the 2019-20 regular season because I wanted to do this earlier in the off season, But with the off season ending God knows when and with free agencies slowed down completely, the trade market has completely slowed down, I figure why not focus – on an actually very positive regular season. So this is the the 20 minutes where you can sit back and forget that there's an election going on and all that stuff. You can focus in on good old Bruins 2019-20 hockey, which uh, didn't obviously lead to a Stanley Cup final, but that's okay. Um, so I want to – it's funny. It, it, the season, I think, will get forgotten a lot or by a lot of people um, because of the pandemic, because of the not – Playoffs success because of the bad postseason or not so great postseason because of Tuku Rask opting out. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why I think it'll get forgotten, but as bad as winning the president's trophy can be, they did win the president's trophy. Like they were a wagon during the regular it's, season.
1: Oh yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a shame that again, yeah, it's going to lose. It's lost a beast based on the fact of how the season ended and all the factors went into it. But as you said, I mean, you know, you can make the argument that come the postseason, you know, the, the best team on paper still would win out like Tampa or something like that. But I mean, that's, that's a whole argument for another day in terms of, you know, the, the shoulda, coulda, woulda, that situation. But I mean, still, you look back at the season, um, still plenty of. Plenty of great memories from a team that again was clicking for pretty much most of the year. Even like in 2018-19, they kind of were a little bit slow out the gate. Like Rask had a bit of a slow start and they were, you know, around 500 for, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season. Really wasn't a stretch like that this year. I think maybe in, uh, like December maybe they had a little bit of a, of a drop off, but like there really wasn't any, extended stretch there where they were kind of lagging behind or anything like that. And some of they were kind of playing their best right (laughs) leading up to the the stoppage in match. So
0: it's funny. I mean, you remember going into last season, a lot of us, myself included thought they were going to have some somewhat of a Stanley cup hangover. You know, the season ended in late June or mid June. And then they start on the road. They start out West, they Dallas, and uh, they played a bunch of those teams. And I remember thinking like, oh, they're going to start out slow. The questions are going to start. Is the team ready? They came out firing. Yeah. Like they came out hot. First two months. And then I think it was around like end of November, December, as you said, when they got a little bit slower. But they never had a bad stretch. Yeah. They were good the whole season. They overcame injury issues. Uh, Rask was spectacular. Halak was great behind him. Like, I mean, they looked like a team on a mission. Like, that was the whole thing during the year. Like, that looked like a team on a mission to get back to the Stanley Cup final. And, again, we can debate whether or not that they would have. We can debate in a regular season, you know, if they might have gone back, if the maybe the Lightning choke in the first round again. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, things are different. Maybe Nick Ritchie finds some chemistry with someone. Maybe in an alternative universe, Nick Ritchie is like the Bruins hero in the, the, the regular version of the 2019 mm-hmm. 20 playoffs. Um, but I want to go through some fun moments because there were a lot of great moments, I think from, from this run and mm-hmm. we can kind of go back and forth. Uh, one of my favorite moments I would say from this season or from the, or one of the best moments from the Bruins season was, uh, I think it was a December game. might've been December 1st against Montreal mm-hmm. in the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, place was packed. People were jumping. They were, you know, they were struggling a tiny bit, but it wasn't that bad. They were, they were still really good. and, David Pastrnak was off to a hot start on the season, and Montreal knows that, and they were hitting them all game. They were physical with him. That was the M.O. on him, like just get physical with him. And I forget what period it was, but midway through the game, he comes down on Carey Price and just lasers a slap shot right right over Price from a crazy angle. I remember seeing that goal and saying, that might be the best goal the Bruins score this year.
1: As, that game, like, I always remember it because I, I think it was around maybe the – I want to say it was around the midway point of the game, maybe, like, early third, but I don't think it was that late. But whenever he had, whenever he scored that goal, right, like, legitimately like a minute before that happened, like, David Pasta, like was getting knocked around quite a bit in the game, as you said, but other than that, there really wasn't a lot of highlights from the game. Like, it was a really, really, really slow game. So, like, a minute before Pasta scored that goal, I looked over to Ty Anderson, who I sit next to on the the press box, and I was like, I literally have nothing written down right now. Like we're like <laughs> two, thir- we're like a th- halfway through the game. There's nothing to take away from this game, and then like he just goes down the ice and just uncooks, like a, a missile past Carey Price, which I think was probably my favorite, probably my favorite goal of the year up there for the for Bruins at least. Um, and I mean, yeah, that that was kind of the the highlight I think in terms of just Pasternak of how much he's, especially when you look at how much he's evolved as a uh, a scorer like you know he's had that that good one timer but to have the confidence just to go on the ice like that against Carey Price and kind of just it's just rocket a shot like that um especially when like it's funny if you look back at his like rookie year a lot of his goals weren't really um weren't really like those one time of shots. Like he's done a lot of work in the last couple of years to really work on that shot. um And I mean, that's kind of the end result there is to be able to do something like that against Carey Price. So yeah, that game, that game was, was not, I think David Backus scored in that game too. That might've been David Backus' first goal this season, I think. Like it was, I think it was one of those ones where it was slow. And then in the third period it all, like went off the rails. I think Pasta maybe scored again, Or something like that. Like there was, there's a whole bunch of stuff that went on in that game, but that goal from Pasta was unreal.
0: They had a really, they had a lot of games where like it would be slow through the first, you know, 40 minutes or what, whatnot, and then in the final third period, it was just like nuts. Uh, They had a lot of those games. Uh, One of those other games, to me, uh, was the game. It was on the schedule. You look at it and you say, oh, uh, a November game against the Wild, really? (laughs) Like, what, ew, you know, the mild, you know, it's the Ryan Donato return game. That's what, that's what we all labeled it as. And, uh, they're down four to two with, I think like two minutes left. They score two in the final uh, minute or final minute and a half. And then Krug scores that crazy overtime goal. Uh, to me, that might've been the best comeback slash game. I both well, like third period, at least, I mean, just resilient effort of theirs, um, mm-hmm that was the game where we were all kind of like, Oh, they should definitely resign Krug. I mean, that is like a good example of why obviously now we kind of know, you know, we didn't know there would be COVID and yeah. you know, all that stuff. Those were simpler times. But to me, that game sticks out uh, as another one of those like really uh, good games, fun games, Well, at least the final, you know, two minutes in overtime. Um, but what would you say? I mean, do you have a game of the year in mind? I mean, what sort of moments stick out to you from this past season?
1: The, uh, the Minnesota game's up there. That's probably the closest to, I think it was, um, what was the game in twenty eighteen nineteen where they, they had the, the comeback? Was it against Florida?
0: Panthers, the Panthers. know yeah, uh, yeah, Chari game, was on the four check. And, yeah, uh, yeah that, that game
1: was that game was crazy. So that was, the Wild game is probably the closest one to that in terms of um, just kind of following the same narrative, and it ends with, you know, like a a uh, hysterical, uh, defensive effort from Minnesota in which just like, oh, yeah. Corey crew just pots the red sea and then ends it with the Frank, the tank Sally, which everyone's like, what is he doing? I'm like, is is he doing old school? Like, is, is that like his callback for for scoring a goal? So, um, that one stands out. I would probably say one of my favorites was, um, them playing St. Louis, uh, in October. Early early in the season, you know that everyone was going to be talking about it as a rematch, and then for like the weekly Neptune, I remember everyone just like, oh, is, is it going to be any bad blood? And they're like, oh, it's just another game. Oh, it's just another game, like as we all expected. And then like as soon as the puck drops, Chara just like blasts Sunquist, and like the entire rest of the game, um, you know, I think the Bruins beat him pretty handily. I don't think it was even remotely close. You look at like the heat maps and the shot shots and stuff like that. I think the Bruins kind of kicked their ass in that game, but the also was like every, after every whistle, there was, you know, a scrum or, or, uh, you know, it, it was the first time since the, the Stanley cup final that it felt like a playoff game. And for as much as they were like, yeah, well, you know, this is a new season. You could tell as soon as the puck dropped, they wanted to uh, get a little retort in after uh, what went down a few months prior to that. So that one stands out to me. Um, but if I said to say most entertaining, it's kind of the unfortunate part of uh, this whole year how it ended in that their last home game I think was probably I my favorite game say. of the year was <laughs> the the Bruins Lightning game which Bruins ended up losing that game but holy hell I mean that was one where like me where I'm doing like my live coverage posts I'm watching the game I'm also like trying really? to like <laughs> get clips for for Twitter like that like stretch there in which like Chara was it Sergei he like eats Circuit Shev's, like stick like twenty five yes. feet in the air. Uh, all hell breaks loose. Crowley scores when they don't re- even call it at first. There's like five fights breaking out. Um, that game was just absolutely bananas for the like. That was. It's a shame that's the last time we're we've seen we're gonna see the garden that packed and like rowdy and, and feeling like a play of atmosphere until, uh, who knows when? But don't I mean, even say that, it. yeah that 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 game was wild. I think that's when the Bruins and Lightning matched up in the playoffs leading up to it. I think everyone was pumped because they thought you were going to get six, seven games like that. And that did not end up working out. But um again, it's just, you know, you don't want to say it's just a shame that two playoff teams like that didn't get a full kind of series that everyone expected them to, because there's more important things at stake for what 2020 is and all that stuff. But, just from a a pure fan perspective. I mean, if those two teams were kind of at their full strength, um, you know, in a full packed house, a regular, you know, season playoff slate, then um, it would have been great, great theater. didn't work out, but that game was kind of the, you know, everything you want in a fun hockey game all kind of put into one, a lot of scoring, fights, all that good stuff. It, It had everything.
0: So the one game I think that might rival that or beat it solely because the Bruins won the game was the uh, game against the Capitals right before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was December 22nd or 23rd. Uh, The Bruins put up like five or four or five goals in the first period on Holpe. They, 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 uh, they pulled Holpe. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they won like seven to four or something wild like that. There were a ton of fights, Tom Wilson and Pasternak. That was when that all started. Uh, there were a bunch of Bruins who got hurt in that game. That was also one yeah, of the games where McAvoy
1: got trucked by a rush. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's,
0: that's when everyone started to say the Bruins need more enforcers. They got you know, they got to get bigger. Uh, but that was a game that also stuck out to me and that the garden was nuts. And it's always fun. I think the Bruins always have a good game right before Christmas because they always have the home game, or at least they typically do have right. a home game right before Christmas every year. Uh, that always does well. That was that game. It's funny. He mentioned the live coverage thing. And you mentioned the tweeting, the gifts. Um, and I think we both agree with this. I don't know if the listeners know this, but the garden wifi can be very spotty. Yes. Uh, the press wifi can be very spotty. And I remember the capitals game, the wifi was bad, like bad. And <sighs> we were trying to up- upload videos of the fights and the goals. And it was taking forever. I remember like running around the press box trying to find like a better signal. I mean, it, like someday it'll get fixed, and we'll laugh yeah. at those days, and we'll be like, "Oh my god!" Remember when we have to like find a good like yeah. place for Wi-Fi? And you know, someday when there's like universal Wi-Fi or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, people don't understand how stressful it is. Not saying it's you know as stressful as you know like brain surgery or something, but yes. it is. Actually, it is. We, I think we, probably we, more we, stressful.
1: We, we have to get the content out, man. That's our jobs.
0: It's true. Maybe it is more stressful. Maybe we have a stressful, more of a stressful job than they do. Brain surgeons and, and doctors and all that. Maybe we do. It's tweeting GIFs. Tweeting the content. Oh, this, there yeah. really is a lot
1: at stake, Evan.
0: A lot at stake. and People, people need to understand that. Uh, we tweet, but...
1: We're the only ones that tweet out GIFs or videos of, of Bruins <laughs> games. Not like the actual team or the NHL or, literally NHL, awesome. or, or NHL GIFs, like the actual Twitter account.
0: It's just us. Yes. It's just us. We're the only ones. We, we've
1: cornered the market. No one has at ever been like, wow, we should probably do this too. So these two jabronis aren't the only ones.
0: <laughs> we started it. What's great about, I think, like, I think it is essential for beat reporters to tweet GIFs because it is so hollow and weird when someone tweets just like what happened without any video. Wow. Cause it's like, you probably saw it. And if you didn't see it you wouldn't want to just read it like you do like we're in an age where you want to see it's visual you want yeah. to see it and i always feel weird when people just tweet like the, that someone scored and that's it like yes. we both tweet like that someone scored and then we followed up with like a, a gif mm-hmm. so you can see it and i always feel kind of weird when people like just leave it be and i get that that's live tweeting and stuff but i feel like gifs are so essential and yeah. videos are so essential to it um and people like us you know it's,
1: it's what we do it's our little exactly. uh, neck of the woods. We, um, built,
0: that, we uh, built that brand, Evan. We have built our brand. Uh, you a little bit more than me, or a lot more than me. You're a little older though, so you know. Yeah, it's true. I'll give you that. I'm only twelve, so you it have a true. lot of years on me. I know. Um someone someone listening is like, he's 12. Um, but at any rate, it's funny. Another game that sticks out to me um was the mom's trip game. Yes. The, yeah. the bunch of moms, there were a bunch of moms. I think there were two or three, and they won them all. Uh, yes. were either. there were definitely two. There was one in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then, the home game. The home game,
1: yeah.
0: Who who is that against? I'm blanking. Um,
1: I don't know what to think
0: of it? It Was against someone. They played somebody.
1: They but played, they won. They, they played a hockey game and they won.
0: They played a hockey game. They scored more goals than the other team. Because and they, the the locker room after that game was nuts. Now people always say, you know, oh, is is Zoom that much different from the locker rooms? And after that game, yes, yes. yes. In any case, yes. But after that game, yes. The moms were in the locker room. Cindy DeBrusque was doing like post-game media (laughs) availability. Like I think she was kind of drunk too. So it was like, it was hysterical. I mean, it was like awesome. Um, and I think that game stands out to me is, and they were in a slump at that time too.
1: I, yeah. Um, that that was like the, the stretch leading up to that, I think is when they were maybe were in kind of the, the dog days of the winter, kind of uh, a little bit of a, a stretch there and yeah, that national game and then come back, uh, no, that was that was he played uh, someone. A cool yeah, <laughs> I but can't they wait played for everyone one, to tweet at us. There's, there's to be like, of, this, this was th- the game is, they played. This is the point, in, like a podcast with someone in their car, like screaming at their radio, like you idiot. <laughs> like but,
0: <laughs> it was obviously Team X. Yeah, this team. I will look it up at some point because I know I have it right here somewhere. But um yes, it's funny. In another part of our job, that people, <clears throat> excuse me, don't always understand is during the middle of winter, those games get can get very boring. I mean, the game against the Wild, like that game has the potential to suck. You know, when you see like the Winnipeg Jets come up on the schedule, it's like, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. like that mid-February game against the Jets, you're like, oh man, this is not going to be great. It's moments like that that keep it fresh, that keep oh, it yeah. fun. Uh, it's kind of like the McGregor thing in 2019. Like it was kind of right. like a, you know, Added something to the whole experience, even though McGregor is kind of a jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it was like something to to kind of go off of. Um, right. But it, it's things like those that keep the season fun. Uh, another one that I thought was was uh, pretty funny. Pasternak's four goals against Anaheim. Yes, that was nuts, Brilliant, and that was right? the beginning of the season too. Yeah, that was a cri- that was kind of like forward. in some ways yeah. I, I would say that kind of uh, put not Pasternak on the map. You know what? Timeout. How about the game was against the Jets?
1: Yeah, I, I, I just looked it up, yeah. I was like, how would you say Winnipeg before? Yeah, it was the Winnipeg Jets, so.
0: It was the Winnipeg Jets. It was the Jets who they played because they scored. I remember it was a back-and-forth game. Now I'm remembering it all. Um, that was the game. was against the Jets. So you yelling in your car at the radio can feel good now, knowing that you we heard you, we heard you, mm-hmm. and now we know. Thank you for the help. It's Winnipeg. Spoke Z was probably like beating his like his car, like <laughs> yeah. hitting it, like or like hitting his earbuds, t- furiously tweeting at both of us that it was the Jets. And, <laughs> right, we heard you. We heard you, Z. It's, it's, well, that's the, the, the
1: thing Jets. too is that that game was back in January, which now January twenty twenty literally feels like friggin' like January twenty fourteen. This point, like it feels so friggin' long ago that like, you don't like. I I, I now so lose track of that time. That the Bruins should be like three and a half weeks into their season if this was a normal year. Like Jackson would probably be called up at this point already. Like we'd have just other stuff to talk about, but alas.
0: It is incredible when you think back to that and it's like, that was this year? Yeah. Like really? Like that was, that happened this year. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. um, Through everything we've been through this year. And it is sad to, I always say it's bad when you're getting nostalgic about like a few months back Mm -hmm. rather than like a few years back. Um, because to me, I mean, that stuff, that stuff seems forever ago yes. and you hope you, you do hope. And one of the things, obviously there's a million things I hope come back, like, you know, going out to eat normally without masks and sitting near people and going to bars and, you know, club life and all that stuff comes back. But one of the fun things I do hope, is, and I, I think this will at some point come back, is going into locker rooms and talking to players and stuff. And the mom's trip thing was the perfect example of why that stuff is so fun and essential and just, you know, good for everyone. And it says you get to talk to these bombs who are want to talk about their sons and are mm-hmm. having fun and all that. So, um, that was a very fun, uh, moment
1: of the year. There were,
0: are there are any other moments we haven't touched on that, that stick out to you?
1: Oh, I gotta think. Um, let's see. Here's a couple in terms of the best fight of the year. It had to have been, uh, David Krejci fighting Joe Pavelski, and when that happened. Yes. I was yes. Like, uh, like it wasn't like, you know, I think the best fight the previous year was, was it, uh, Charing and That was like a, a retro, like old time oh, yes. fight. That was like a heavyweight fight. Um, David Krejci, not, not well known as a, a fighter, neither is Joe Pavelski. So when like, we look over like the, we look over like the, over at the ice and he's dropping the gloves, I was like, and that was also, I think, Nick Ritchie's first game with the Bruins. So I was like, Nick Ritchie's here for only one game. He's already got his his center like, <laughs> dropping the gloves. Like, this guy's, he's doing it all. Only he scored know. that game, too. Yes.
0: Nick Ritchie so. scored a goal that went off, like, two people in front of the net. And it was, like, a shot from, like, outside the circles, I remember. It was a weird shot. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a skill goal, but it, he did score a goal. So yes. So that was his... Lone good Bruins moment was his first game, and then after that it went right yeah. downhill.
1: Yeah, it, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was his first. Game. If not, it was like right after the deadline. Like it was, he had not unpacked his bags yet at that point. By the time that happened, so uh, that that one stood out to me. I liked the the first game of the season when like uh, Brett Ritt, talk about how like old, how long this year has felt in terms of like looking back to this previous season like. The first game of the year, like George W. Bush was there, was hanging out with the Bruins in the locker room. Yes I forgot
0: about that. Like
1: (laughs) Brett Ritchie scored the first goal this season on their first shot. And then like the uh what was it the L O no, the T D bank graphic behind the ice remember like something went haywire with Nesson and it like (laughs) it like just covered the entire screen. (laughs) Like that that was a, a good way to open the season. They ended up winning that game, right? Yeah, it was – I feel like it was random – it was it was Brett Ritchie – And Danton Heinen. Dan Heinen, yeah. And, and the
0: goals were in, like, the first two minutes of the game. Yeah. Or, like, it was very early, and then yeah. they never scored again. That was uh, that was the first game of the season. My God. Yep. I forgot about that. I saw you tweet that recently, and I was like, holy crap, that was this year – or last <laughs> year. But, wow. I mean, it is – that – oh, my God. It's just it, – it's tough to think about because it does – it feels like it's been forever – and it's, mm-hmm. it was only – it's a little over a year. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um, and the season technically just ended. But, yes, George W. Bush dropped the first puck, was in the locker room with them. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that feels like an alternative universe. Yes. Uh, I remember I tweeted the gif of that, and a lot of the conservative pundits picked it up. So it was going <laughs> around like the conservative world, and I was like, oh, I just try to stay away from politics. This is crazy. <laughs>
1: Um, this is wild,
0: but it is good with the picture. Uh, Cause he's
1: with like Brad Marsh and they're both like dapping each other up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Da- casually dapping up George W. Bush, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, but
0: I, are there, is there anything else? Are we missing anything from the season that was, I
1: mean, I'm, you know, sure, fun, there's, funny? I'm, I'm sure there's an absurd amount of stuff that if you look back on, um, wasn't
0: there a Nick Ritchie quote or was it Brett Ritchie, Brett Ritchie. who said something about, uh, the numbers and he messed up the math
1: he i I have to look up what the quote is, but it was when they were in Washington, I remember, and someone tweeted it out, but it was like, "If you give me like a minute, I bet i I can find it but
0: um, i, I think someone recently brought it up to me, and I thought it was hysterical i'd totally forgotten about it,
1: yeah um it was, it was, without a doubt, the, the best quote of the year. And for the Bruins, as much as people Oh, here knock, it is. I got it. I found yes. it. I found it.
0: Bruins, Brett Ritchie. It's an 82-game season. We weren't going to go 80-3 and three or whatever it was. There you go.
1: <laughs> Ma- Beautiful. Noted mathematician, Brett, Brett Ritchie. Um, yeah, for, uh, for as much as people knock, I think, uh, NHL players for not being the most quotable bunch or kind of doing the same cliches, the Bruins have some pretty good... Uh, Pretty good quotes in that room, so they're, they're usually pretty entertaining. But I think, I think that one takes the cake in terms of um, the the best quote of the year.
0: That was like, what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what, a,
1: what, a, what a what a, what a legacy! It, it's funny when you look back at like uh September, and at that point, I I didn't make my prediction for the who was going to win the cup until the right leading up to the first game of the season. But, like, early September, I was like, you know, they'll be in the picture, conference finals. But, like, you know, you look back to when they opened the year and, like, Bruce Cassidy, his first media availability to us was uh, at their annual golf uh, outing they have. And he was like, yeah, you know, we're top six. You know, we're going to roll in see if uh, Brett Ritchie fits there or Carson Kuhlman or or any of these guys. And I look back at it now and, like – the Bruins are in such a better spot now with their forwards. Like again, I think people are still mad that it's not Taylor Hall or Mike Hoffman or those guys. But you're in a lot Tyler better spot Foley. than yeah, you're in a lot better spot than you were uh, a year ago in terms of adding like Smith and Kasha like that. But um, it's there's just been a whole bunch that's gone on between that year and this year. Not even taking the long lens of looking at um, of the whole. COVID in 2020 and all that stuff. I mean, just from how much different the Bruins have been within the span of a year, it's nuts.
0: Yeah, no, I I
1: absolutely agree. One of my housemates just walked right in uh, as I was recording <laughs> as we're yeah. doing this, but doesn't matter. I uh, thought it was a ghost or something. I thought I mean evidence. Halloween's over, man. I, I heard someone. <laughs>
0: Yes, the ghost snuck in and it was, you know, it, they, it was they, they were kind of, of
1: Brett Ritchie here to remind us the,
0: Brett Ritchie's legacy is a brew and it was catching up to me. The Ritchie brothers yes. actually,
1: we, they yes. know we're talking
0: so much crap about them. They came up, you know, they try to get, you know, demonize me or, or, you know, uh, control me or something. That was like yeah. what they were doing. Um, but yeah, I think we covered the whole season. We, we, we got everything. That's, all, got of every it, important yeah. that's all of it. There's nothing else that's important. Uh,
1: we're going to get so much just, stuff on Twitter of, like, you idiots, you don't I, remember this. And, like, I'm I was sure gonna there's going to be a lot that I'm going to be like, yeah, you're right.
0: I was going to say, if you have anything that you find that we missed, if you found it interesting, if you want to remind us of it. which Oh, I wait, wait, do, can, I,
1: can I throw one more in there? Remember throw when, one more <laughs> in. Remember when uh, the, they were on, the Bruins were on a penalty kill in the garden and the f- f- fucking lights went out? Yes! That was, that was yes. Really, really hysterical. That was was like, the the lights went out and everyone was like, ah! And I literally was just like, what? And just started cracking up. Like, how ridiculous that was. And the fact that they're on the PK too makes it even better. That it, it would literally, would seem like, Sully in charge of like the circuit breakers just like turned it off for a second. When oh. they had a show.
0: But, yeah. Your cousin from Boston's got yeah, control of exactly. the yeah. lights just, and the guy. Or, or, or,
1: or it's like the, uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, ad where they want to keep the score going. So they have the guy with the sprinklers, <laughs> bring the sprinklers up to stop the guy. It's like, Dan- it was like uh, Daniel Jones on the giants, like just falling yes. in open space. That, yes. that was hysterical. It was, it was, that, that. was a, that was a moment. And there was another time, too, I forget what happened, but, like, either, like, the the goal horn went off early or, no, no, <laughs> someone hit the, the Ric Flair woo
0: before, like, the goal went in. <laughs> and so, like, in the
1: middle of the game, it just went off. <laughs> and I just looked over at, like, Ty and, like, Joe Haggerty, who's the next me I'm just like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Like, who's in charge of this? And, like, I forgot even, about that. It wasn't even, like, within 10 minutes of a goal scored. It was just right in the middle of it.
0: I forgot about that. Yes, and the lights Each. going out. Oh my god! Technical difficulties are the best, aren't they? Which,
1: which also, the whole Ric Flair woo thing is still the best because everyone who thinks that it's the the PA announcer who does it, there's always yeah. like people who are always like when they announce like there was gonna be an, uh, a new person taking over. they're Like oh, like hold this guy this guy can't do that woo anymore. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's Rick guys. That is not that that is not that guy doing that every single time. Can you imagine? If you just had to have like that doo-doo, Rick Flit, the Rick Flair. He
0: has got like you, laryngitis one yeah, night. Exactly,
1: like shit. It's like,
0: yeah, I'm like, guys, yeah,
1: like what? what? How do you guys not know this? Like they, they play like friggin' Stone Cold Steve Austin like every single like third period, like the, like the the walk in music, and now like you just don't know Rick Flair.
0: They got the, they 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 have the most consistent woo in the league. The guy yeah. just sort of comes up and knows, his knows what to say. Yeah. knows <laughs> exactly how to prep his voice and uh-huh. say it correctly so he gets it right every time. Yes, that is that is that. Um but if you if there is anything else that you guys that we forgot or didn't mention, please feel free to tweet at us because we would love to reminisce on the good times just like you are um listening to this. Because there were a lot of great moments this past year. You might forget them, but there were a lot of great moments. Um, and obviously, there were great saves. Rask save on uh, Evan Rodriguez at Buffalo was the save of the year. Um, oh, one last thing. One last thing, and this is it. Marshawn missing the puck in the shootout yes. against the Flyers. Yes. That was nuts. Yes. I remember, I, I mean, we, we didn't travel to the game for that. So I remember just looking down at my phone midway through the shootout. And looking up and seeing Marshawn like skating around and Philadelphia <laughs> celebrating, I was like, "Wait, what happened?" And then he just missed the puck. Like, he just missed the puck.
1: Ugh. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. I think uh, the rest of the league had a really fun fun time with that. Gritty on, on had Twitter. a fun time with that. Yes. That was great
0: for gritty. If that was awesome. Gritty, for if gritty. you
1: give gritty that ammo, you know what you know what's coming. So.
0: Yeah, you you never live in that one town. No. Marshawn could could uh beat the Flyers in the conference final, and that would still be like a thing Gritty would use. It's yes. like, you missed the puck in a shootout. And I wouldn't blame him for it. I mean, you know what? Use it. Like, I'd use it too Right. Uh, if I was Gritty. But uh, at any rate, that is the uh, 2019-20 Bruins season. If you have anything, as I said, please send it our way. Tweet it at us. So we can reminisce with you. Uh, Connor, is there anything that you'd like to plug before I let you go?
1: Yeah. So the electoral map, uh, is done. So I'll be running through that. Or, no, I'm, I'm just yeah. looking around. Um, I, BSJ.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, everyone's been waiting for the <laughs> Connor Ryan exclusive electoral map that's been uh, has extensive polling for it. Uh, so you're um, going to get that at BSJ.
1: Yeah. Well, we will have at BSJ. Uh, we'll, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff throughout the week. Um, I think I'm going to take a, a stab at, the Bruins prospects. And I think I'm going to do a, a top 20 ranking. So as I think everyone knows kind of the, the big names, right. In terms of like the Sidnicas and the beaches and all those guys. But I think if you do a top 20, you can kind of get into the weeds a little bit and view some of these guys who either may be in Europe and college who could be kind of on the rise up through the system. So I'll be looking at that this week. Um, so you can find that over at BSJ, Boston Uh, Subscribe there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that by following me at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
0: Do all that. And for CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Broomsby listeners stay sane and have a great rest of your week.